So here's the big question. How do mortgage brokers like us, who are in the trenches every single day, how do we consistently grow our business every year without working 60 hours a week? How do we get our skills and expertise out to the world and still have a life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I am Ryan Wiley, and welcome to the 12-Hour Broker Podcast. Welcome to 12-Hour Broker Podcast. <coughs> Excuse me. Thank you for listening. Uh, Ryan Wiley here. Uh, what I wanted to chat about today was, you know, when there's another aha moment I had in my business. Um, this happened, geez, probably eight years ago. Maybe eight, maybe seven. Seven, eight years ago. Um, so I was a broker, struggling away. You know, doing my two, three years in the business, doing 10, 12 million a year. Um, typical thing, I get a deal in. I still didn't know what I was doing that much, let's be honest. Uh, get the deal in. Oh, sure, these clients want to work with you. That's great. You're, you know, you're pushing, kicking the soccer ball down the field. You're working with them. All of a sudden, you come two weeks out and they're like, yeah, we're going with RBC. And you're like, what? RBC, like we, we've never talked about RBC. Yeah, no, they're the bank we bank with. And uh, we're gonna go with them. We, we just like, they're, they're gonna give us a better interest rate or same interest rate or whatever. It's like, wow, that like caught me off guard. And so this would happen a bunch of times. I sit there and be like, okay, I'm doing something wrong here. Um, and then I, ha- I was doing some coaching back in the day Jeez, it was Greg Williamson, um, who, very, very smart man. Um, I know he's still, in, he's back in the mortgage game now. Uh, I forget the name, it was 180 degree coaching, something like that. But we were doing some one-on-one coaching, and it was about, you know, your front end, your sales call. Um, there's a bunch of things he was working with me on, but a lot of it was that, that initial sales call you're doing. And he was like, so, Part of that is, do you ask, like in that first interaction you're having with them, you're building rapport with them, you gotta figure out where they're at, who they've talked to. It's like, like gotta, are you asking the question, like, who else have you talked to? What then? And I was like, no, as dumb as that sounds. It's like, no, I just assumed because we were talking on the phone and they referred to me that I was their guy. I was making that assumption. And it would burn me down the road. And he's like, okay, so we need to switch that. And another thing we talked about there was, and this is right along the same lines, is it's like how many how many leads are you getting in a month? So let's say that number's X. He's like, okay, how many of those leads do you close? And let's say it was, let's just use easy number. Let's say I was getting 10 leads a month and I was closing four of those a month, okay? So I have 40%. He's like, okay, well, let's not focus on going and getting 20 leads and closing eight, same percentage. Let's focus on increasing your closing percentage from four to eight. Then you don't need to go get 10 more leads. We'll talk about that later, but let's work on that. I was like, okay, that's great. I like that. And this was part of it was that initial phone call. I just assumed you were working with me. So call me naive or whatnot, but uh, I did. And so I started working into that call like, hey, 
is we do a, an upfront introduction call to understand if, the, if there's going to be a fit for each other and to build that rapport. And um, that's just how we run our business, and it, it works very, very well. Um, and part of it is, hey, who have you talked to? Like, who do you bank with? You bank with TD. Great. Have you sat down with TD yet? We did six months ago. Okay. Or yeah, we did. Okay. And how'd that go? Like, what were you? What came out of that? Oh, we're pre-approved for four hundred thousand. Five year fixed. Okay. Just curious, what what strategy did they implement? Like, why did they choose a five year fixed, not a five year variable, not a three year? Don't know. Just that's what they previewed us for. Okay, that's great. Want to know? Um, and that's me just kind of like pushing a little doubt in their head, like, oh yeah, why we didn't really talk about that. Um, but at least I know now. TD's in the mix, and we deal with TD from the broker side. So I'm like, that's great. That's perfect. We also deal with TD, but we'll we'll get to that later. Um, have you talked to a mortgage broker? No, haven't talked to a mortgage broker. TD, six months ago, we're pretty pro. Okay, now I know the lay of the landscape. I know what's going on. I know who we're up against. I know if their aunt works for Scotia or HSBC, and they're inevitably going to be in play. We make note of it. We can reference it. We're not caught off guard. We ask them for a commitment at some point. Not on that first call, obviously, but at some point on the journey, and I'll explain that on another podcast. Um, but we reference, hey, we know you're working with them or you have. Do you like what we've done so far? Is that better than your experience over there? 99% of the time, it's yes. Um, okay, great. We'd love to have a commitment from you. Uh, like just your word. We don't need you signing or give us any money. Um, as we talked about originally, at some point we're going to ask for that. Are you comfortable making the commitment? Yes. Okay. And a lot of times we don't even have to have the conversation. We just know. Um, but a lot of times we do have the conversation. Um, but the whole point of this being, do you know, while you're working a file, what your client's doing elsewhere? Uh, you cannot make any assumptions. So just ask. You've earned the right. You've given up your time in the day. Like I'd, I'd rather see you know the train wreck coming so I can just choose to get off that train um, or just like address it very early so we're not spending a lot of resources on the file um, so that was a big one so thank you Greg that was a big aha moment simple as that sounds once we added that into that front-end sales call uh, it did wonders like it, and it also gave me the confidence before I think before I maybe I knew I should have asked that um, maybe I didn't want to know the answer. I was, I didn't have a lot going on business-wise, so I think I was just happy working. I can't really remember, but I think I, I might have just been happy working on a, a deal, even if I wasn't going to get it or there was like a 30% chance. I was like, oh, that's good. Better than what else I got going on. Um, so that might have been my mentality. Um, yeah, don't make that your mentality. <laughs> don't make that mistake. Ask what's going on, who they've dealt with, make note of it so you can reference it. Um, you know, how many times? We've all been burned this way. And if you would have asked those questions up front, do you think that would have made a difference? I'm sure you could have attacked it. You could have pulled out and said, no, like, sounds like you're in good hands. You've got a great relationship. I can't add much value there. Um, I've tried to add value, but it seems like, like I'm getting the sense that you, you're tied in there. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, because uh, I'd love to have your business. Uh, stuff like that, 
Um, so, anyways, that was a an aha moment, a small tweak. Uh, once again, thank you, Greg, for helping out with that. Um, I hope that helps someone. I really do. Uh, so ask. Okay, you deserve. You deserve that. You, you have the right to ask. Um, so have the confidence to do so. Okay. All right. Thanks for listening, and uh, peace out. Okay. What I want to chat about today was uh, adding value to your referral partners. So our referral partners are realtors, and we've got uh, referral partners that we we like every. It's a well oiled machine. Everything works great. We've got some that send us every deal they can, every client they can. We got other ones that sort of kind of drip in here and there. So we have four or five really, really, really good referral partners and they are very good at what they do. And we've been working with them for years. Then we've got some sort of drip deals in here and there and they're probably using a couple mortgage brokers or mobile specialists. And then we got some that we've connected with recently or over the past couple of years and just nothing happened. It fizzled out, okay? So we have, for the people that we've connected with, and really nothing going on or they fizzled out, we've created a referral. I mentioned this in a previous podcast, uh, like a follow-up system. And it's six emails going out with video in there over a two and a half week period. And it just shows different elements of our business of how we can add value back to them. So that's really cool. But ongoing, we also want to be adding value to the realtors that give us, you know, one, like four or five deals a year or 20 deals a year. We want to be adding huge value to them. And so we can't just assume that we're always going to get all those deals. Um, imagine if you just added value, it just becomes that much stickier. And so what I mean by that is there's a couple ways you can do this. <clears throat> you can be sending them Bank of Canada announcements and rate special announcements. And so I have mentioned this in a previous podcast. It'll come full circle here. Um, but we send those out. They're templates. They are in a Word doc. We write them as if they're coming from the realtor and they can send it out to their database. And we go, here you go. Even if they don't use those, it's extra content. It's an extra 10, 12 touching points. Anything that changes in the industry, any new guidelines, we'll send those out to them. It's new content they can push out and add value to their database. And if they don't use it, it still looks like we're at trying to add value to their business. Okay. So we want to take that a step further and go, there's constantly things that we can be doing. Just because of everything we do in our own business from a marketing standpoint, I feel like our industries are so closely aligned, the real estate and mortgage industry, real estate agent or broker, mortgage agent or broker. There's a lot of crossovers and a lot of value that I know we could add. And so we're going to start taking elements of our own business and just putting it out to them, to our entire network of realtors. So people that we've been introduced to but haven't done anything, um, they spit in a couple deals or people that we work with religiously you know, every week or two. Okay. So we're going to hit them with that. And for you, if you're going, Hey, like, I don't know what to put out there. I don't know what type of value to ask. Here's a great way. Reach out to them, put, put an email together, email it out to your, this will like, they're literally going to tell you what they want. So I would give them ideas, go, what else would you need? And so it goes something like this. Hi, Mr. And Mrs. Realtor. Or Hey, however you talk with that, that, that realtor or referral partner. Um, one sec, coffee break. Okay, I'm back. Um, be like, hey, I want to add so much value to your business, um, but I need I need some help from it. I have some ideas, so I was going to send you some bank of Canada rate announce or uh, bank can announcements about the variable interest rate. I'll type it up, 
give you a template. You can switch it if you want, or at least just copy and paste it out to your database. Uh, no mention of me in there. Um, any There's usually two, three awesome rate specials throughout a year, and I'll put a scenario in there where your client can save some money. Um, I'm not referenced in there. I'll, I'll give that to you. I'll share, you know, we're doing some marketing things on Facebook. We're getting some good engagement through this strategy or that strategy. So I'll, I'll do a screen share and kind of show you what we're doing on our social media account. Um, and use it as you like. If we're doing any online lead, like I'm going to spitball in here. So if you're doing any online lead gen um, and you're having success, maybe you can pass over some secrets there. Um, if you're doing you know, anything, just look at your own personal business and look at where you're getting your business from or things that are working in your process or communication style or tools or software you're using and put out a list of three, four, five things ago or what else would you like? Like how else can I add value? Put that out to your, your referral partners. I'm telling you, they will respond and you will be shocked at what they're going to respond with. Some of them are just going to be like, oh, that's great. That's amazing. Like you're actually asking me this question because we usually say like, hey, do you want to sit down and go for a coffee again? Like if I haven't talked to you in six months and you've sent me two deals, that's the next step. If I want to re-engage you, it's like, hey, checking in, you know, we sent a text message or let's get together for a coffee. Like, okay. What if you sent them an email going, we want to help you grow your business and I want you to like, show me, what do you want? What information do you want from me? What do you covet the most? Where are you having issues? I'm a smart person. I have a big network. Let me tap into that and come back to you with answers. So what do you need help with? And they're literally going to tell you what they want. And then you get to spread the love with everybody, all your referral partners with that same message. So you send out this email to everybody. They're going to come back and you're essentially telling you the content they want you to give them every month. Just that first interaction alone is going to be extremely powerful for you to reconnect with people that haven't sent you any business. Think about that. Like you're, you're, you're genuinely care about their business. And it's not to sit down and have a coffee and try to get deals from them. You're going to keep jab, 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 uppercut. You're going to keep giving them value. So we are reaching out to our database. We've got a really good idea of what we want to, um, what we're going to do ongoing for our referral partners, but in keeping in line with this, like practice what you preach, we're putting that out there this week and I'll share the results with you what comes back. Ours are all realtors. Um, I kind of think I know what's going to come back already, but um, I'm going to share that with you. Okay. So that'll be another podcast. Uh, but I implore you to look at your business. We're all doing something unique within our business. You might not realize it. Um, that could be um, very, very valuable to a referral partner of yours at the very least rate specials, Bank of Canada announcements. That's going to be like almost one touch point a month, give or take. And when you put in industry news in there, you know, you know, the stress test, stuff like that. First time home buyer program, um, refresher course on how to use the home buyer plan for RSPs, um, purchase plus improvement product. Like you could just go through the stable of, or Hey, you're a realtor. Um, do you want to buy your first investment property? Are you having trouble qualifying for more properties because you just don't show a lot of line 150 income? Um, well, we have lenders that will use the gross income. They're A, Alt A, there's premiums. Yeah, you don't get into that, but we have we have lenders that'll use that. That could be a whole value add right there, seriously. So put that in your list that you're gonna send them and go, are these of any interest to you? Um, see what comes back, okay? So 
I know it's going to work out well. You're, you're, they're going to act as if you care or they're going to realize you care about their business and you're being genuine about it. I'm going to share the results of what our referral partners come back with. Okay. Um, that's it for today. Okay. Peace out. Uh, have a good week. Okay. So we're coming up to the end of the year. I know the end of the year for most people, especially in, you know, our business commission business, you start putting this plan in place all of a sudden, this magical plan that you're going to execute in, you know, starting in January. Um, so I just want to, you know, I used to be that guy I would, and I think many of us are, cause we're conditioned this way in our industry to go, I made X amount of volume this year. And next year I want my volume or my income to be this. Okay. And that's kind of like, that's your goal there's for your business. Um, and so you're scrambling, you're reaching out there for people who can help you. You're writing out your business plan. And these are very important things to at least be conscious about and be thinking about. <clears throat> but I used to be that guy and I would hit my goal. Um, let's say I did or didn't hit my goal. Either way, I wasn't happy. So if I was looking to do, if I was doing 10 million, I said, Hey, I want to do 17 million next year. When I hit the 17 million, like I'm telling you, I was not happy. And the reason I wasn't happy is because I was doing all the things in my business that I did not want to do. And so regardless of the volume, the volume didn't make me happy. I wasn't even proud when I started to hit my milestones and I'm like, this is broken. Like this way of thinking I'm like, I really wish <clears throat> I did this earlier. I do it now. Like my goal is just to be happier every year. And how am I going to be happier every year? It is by well, having my money make for me that I do like work for me. So when I do make it, um, cause that's going to relieve a lot of stress for you long term. But more importantly, take things off your plate that you do not want to do every day. If you are waking up in the morning and dreading what you're doing in your business, like, you're, you're hurting your, there's such an impact. You don't even realize it. It just, it, it ripples out from you into your family and your friends. And, um, instead, like, think about it this way. We, we, we tell our clients or we advise our clients to buy their, buy a property, their first property leverage, you know, put five, 10, 20% in leverage, use someone else's money. We do the same thing with people with equity in their home leverage. So you can retire early. It's like, okay, well, let's take some of our own advice. Why don't you leverage other people's time? Why don't you leverage third-party providers and services to help you in your business? So every problem that you're having in your business, everything that you hate doing in your business, it's not like you're the only person. There are tons of other brokers in your same shoes, and there are solutions out there. It's a matter of if you find it. So you don't like doing um, any of your social media. You don't know what to write. Hire a service for there. You don't want to do your uh, approval packages, compliance packages, hire a service for that. These services exist. Um, you don't want to talk to a client. You're done talking to clients. You don't like doing it. You'd rather, you'd rather just underwrite the deal. Like you're more of an underwriter. Let's call it that. You don't want to go and get business. Then hire a junior agent to come in, teach them the sales process and have them take over communicating with the client. And you can sit behind the, the scenes and pull the strings. So every issue you're having in your business has already been, there's, there are answers out there. It's just, we're not taking our own advice. 
Okay, we're firing out a ton of advice to our clients, but we're not taking ourselves in our own business. So, you know, if you can judge yourself starting next year or even right now on how happy you want to be, I think your perspective will change a lot. You know, if you hit that volume, is that really going to change anything? Like you'll have some more money in the bank, um, but what did you have to do to get there? You know, how much did you age yourself? How much stress did you go through? How non-present were you with family members to get there? If you're do, especially if you're doing this on your own, like man, that's that's gonna that's a tough game. So I only know because I was there. Okay, I was doing very good volumes, um, all on my own, but I was burning myself out and did not enjoy life. Okay, we are getting there now. So a couple things for us. Like I'm super pumped right now because we've got a bunch of good things going on, um, like in a lot of different areas and uh, a couple examples. Um, the VIP club. So that's a database marketing service that's been around for four or five years. I've been using it for about four years. It's made me a ton of money. Love the service. It's on autopilot. I don't have to do anything in it if I don't want to. Um, and I get a deal a month from that. Um, more than pays for the service. And then some, I purchased that company and there's a lot of, there's some issues with the company. We're starting to, uh, on the software side that the client doesn't see, um, and then there's a bunch of new features we want to add in to just continuously improve the service. And so for the next two days, the team and I were locking ourselves in a room and we're going to build it out. So we've got the VIP build starting today in the morning, two 12 hour days in a row, um, with software developers and sales team, client services, um, support myself. Um, so we're going to build all that out. So I'm super excited about that. On the mortgage side, um, we've been setting ourselves up for to double our business next year. Okay. Now I know I just said, Hey, don't judge yourself on what the volume you're going to use. Yeah. We're not thinking about it. We're not. I'm just saying if I had to guess, I would say we're going to double our business. Um, we've been laying the foundation, doing a ton of prospecting, a ton of BD with referral partners, setting up certain systems and processes behind the scenes these last two months. And I can just see being in this business enough now, I know storms are brewing. Um, so I tell the team that we are like, we should double our business next year, but here's the kicker. We're going to double our business, but we're not going to be working 50 hour weeks. Everyone's still going to enjoy life. They're all doing things. We've got a team now. Uh, so it's me. We've got a junior agent, uh, a good friend of mine, Craig. Uh, we've got my wife, Jen. She handles fulfillment. Uh, and then we're potentially bringing on an underwriter that's kind of going to project manage a lot of stuff. But even without the underwriter there, we've got everyone positioned into roles that they just absolutely love doing. Okay, so there are some days when you're just doing that work, it doesn't feel like work. My wife geeks out on from approval on that paperwork, the communication with the client back and forth, the hand-holding, um, compliance. Like she has a checklist and she just goes through it, check, 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 check. And that's gratifying to her. That's, I, that makes me want to throw up doing that stuff. <laughs> Let's be honest, it does. But she loves it. So she's in that role. That's all she wants to do. And it's great. And Craig is, he now knows enough about the industry and the guidelines and everything that we've sort of unleashed him um, in a BD capacity doing prospecting with realtors. And 
you know, how far he's come in that, in that aspect. It's crazy. Like the connections that we've been making. And so moving forward, he's going to be continuing to handle those realtor referral relations, um, relationships. He's going to be, um, the face of the business, so to speak. He's like, he'll transition into that. Um, he'll be handling a lot of those upfront strategy calls. Um, my wife is also, she's going to be start doing application calls. So she'll be introduced right at the beginning for an application call. And then she'll have all the info. She's already got a connection with the client and she'll handle fulfillment as soon as we get commitment to compliance. So that's her role. So then Craig will jump in and he's going to jump in and do front end sales call with a strategy call. Now he loves doing that stuff and he's very good at it. Okay. So me, what do I do? Ha ha. That's the question. Um, so I get to piece all that together and I get to make sure it's operating efficiently. I don't like doing any of that stuff. The, I used to love talking to clients. Um, but I'm, I'm over it. I'm done it. I'm, I'm still very, very good at it. Um, so now I can train someone else to be very good at it. That has that spark, that passion. That's, I like to say not jaded on it. (laughs) I've been doing it for this for a long time. And that part used to be my favorite part. And now I'm, I'm over it. I want to do bigger, bigger things. Um, so now I'm leveraging other people's time to help grow our business, but everyone's doing stuff they love. Okay. So, but we've put ourselves out there and everything we've done. So the VIP club, um, our business right now, building out our team, uh, working on our marketing, our branding, um, connecting with new realtor referral partners, doing a ton of investment, uh, seminars, um, kind of understanding what our niche within a niche is. We've got a YouTube channel we're going to be launching. Um, So all this stuff is just us putting ourselves out there. Like we're putting the work in. We are absolutely putting the work in. Uh, We're not sitting on our ass. We're not being lazy. We're not making excuses. Uh, And it's taken me out of my comfort zone because a lot of this stuff, I just don't like doing. When I get into it, I'm really good, but I don't like doing it. So I'm sort of taking one step back to help everyone out. And then so we can take 10 steps forward. Okay, so the purpose of this podcast was first, I wanted to say like how happy I am because of the two businesses I'm involved with and the progress we're making. And it just makes me really excited to see where we were and where where we are now and where we're going. More importantly, Um, we've got a big, big future ahead of us and everything we're doing. Um, And then say like for yourself, like if you're a one man band or one man, you know, woman band, I guess you call it. and you're doing your thing, like, you know, just remember that happiness part. You know, I, I look at it like this. Would you, would you like to be, you're doing $10 million a year, but you're working, you know, 20, 25 hours a week and you're kind of, and you're liking life straight. There's not too much stress. Um, you're there, you're able to, to do your hobbies and, and whatnot. And you're present. You're not super stressed out. Like you see someone else doing 40 million. Well, how do you know that that's better than what you got. How do you, they've got expenses. They've got stresses. How do you know that someone doing a hundred million and you're like, man, I wish I could be that person. No, you don't like you. You don't even have the right to say that. You don't know what's going on in their life for all, you know, they're going through a divorce. Their kids got cancer. God bless them. You've got like, they've got some sort of illness. They're suffering deep depression. So you only see on the outside that number of they're doing 40, 60, 80 million. I want to be that person. No, you don't have all the intel. I want to be the happy person. Like look around who's ever happy in your circle, who's ever happy at your colleagues, whoever you look up to in the industry and 
Like if they're happy, like are they either putting on a show, um, are they truly happy? And at the end of the day, you're just not going to know. You really are not going to know. You are not going to know if that guy sitting there with $10 million in the bank is even happy. He's going to put on a front. Most people do. Social media, they're putting on these fronts. And deep down, we don't have all the information. Okay? So just control your own world and your own happiness. And I know I've done this personally. It's been a huge shift in my thinking and um, just my daily actions and how I think about certain situations. And so we're striving... We're not striving to have a nice car. We're not striving to have a big house. We're not striving to, um, you know, do $100 million in mortgage volume. We're striving for everyone that's in our circle that we touch. We just want to be happy. You know, so if happy to you is working 10 hours, then get the most out of your business you can in 10 hours and leverage other people's time. If happiness to you is working 30 hours on the marketing of your business, then figure that out. Like that should be your focus should be get all the other shit off your plate that you don't like doing. So spend your time doing that. Don't spend your time still working that old adage, working in your business, not on your business. Okay. We've all been there. Um, me included. Okay. So there you go. New year is upon us coming up very shortly. Um, you know, I'm going to be posting a lot more stuff around this. Um, but some negative stuff too. Not, not necessarily negative, but failures and what we did to correct that and how we went from not from not being happy to being happy. Okay, so I mean, I can't wait to share all that. Um, today's a big day for us, so I'm super pumped. Uh, so I got to go. Okay, so enjoy your day and uh, peace out. Okay, something I want to chat about today was this is something I battled with for a long time and uh, to the detriment of many things, business, uh, personal life, just a lot of things. Um, I think there's a quote and as you know, I butcher quotes. Um, but here we go. I don't know who said it, but it's something like perfection is the enemy of productivity, something like that along the lines of you're trying to be so perfect before you launch or put out there, publish, actually do something that you just don't do it at all. So case in point with myself, and that's something I deal with daily. I've just got it under wraps now. <laughs> I've realized I was making this mistake for numerous years, um, but I, I still battle with it. Um, so case in point, we do videos. Uh, we were doing a video sent out to our, our mortgage clients about, uh, about leverage. And it was around Halloween time. And I was using Halloween candy and kind of being funny with it. And then my mistake, I sent it to people on the team and people, I was just going to send it out because I don't watch any video that we record. I do not, we record a lot of them. I don't listen to one podcast. So here, like I, I don't know, I don't remember what I said on this and I just publish it. Because if I listen to it, I'm going to go, oh, I don't like the sound of my voice, or that didn't sound good, or I'm going to, should have tweaked that. If I watch a video, I'm like, oh, I don't like the way my face looked, or like 100% of us don't like the way we look, definitely on camera. We don't like the way we sound. I know I I hate it. I don't like using the word hate, but, um, you know, I sound very monotone-ish, and like, at least to me, I do. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the case, <laughs> how I sound to a lot of people. But, so that video, the Halloween video 
with the le- about leverage, sent it to the team, and they dissected it. And then I was going to redo it again. Never did it again. Never got sent out. Never got sent out. So I did not listen to my own advice, and that will never happen again. I will send out every video I record from here on out, unless I think there's like a glaring error of some sort. Um, and so I'm saying this to you because I know there's stuff in your business, and I've done this before with other things. I've done it. Um, you want to you want to send someone a gift. You overthink the gift. You do. You try to make it so personalized and so. Like you've lost, you lose a half hour, hour of brain time doing that. There are services you can hire to do that. There are people you can hire to do that. Um, And at the end of the day, what they get for that gift, it's not going to, you know, it's not going to change things. If that makes you feel good and that's what you want to do, then so be it. But there's been times I wanted to set up a gifting program or sending out cards after a deal or um, whatever, whatever, uh, reward referral partners. And I just have to be so perfect with what we're sending and you overthink it and then it never gets done. So now we do it and it gets done and it's not perfect, but it gets done and it gets results. Clients love it. Uh, referral partners like it. People who refer us business like it. It's not perfect. Sure. You can always tweak everything. If you just went around and did all the little things in your business, like 50%, you would double your business. You literally would because you're spending so much time. I know I was spending so much time before I became more efficient and effective with my business, I was spending too much time in the weeds with stuff that didn't matter. And I wasn't out prospecting and hitting my database. Okay. So I know we struggle with this. I know a lot of brokers. I talk to a lot. I know this is an issue. And it's like, remember, I used to be involved, an owner of client caller. Client caller was, we would call your database. Now I'm owner of VIP club where we send, um, newsletters, automated, customized newsletters with call to actions, and we get business from your database. You would not believe the the comments I would get, um, the reasons, the excuses why people would not use the service, um, the calling one, like client caller, more client caller. It was, oh yeah, I'll get my database to you. I'll get my, that was the biggest issue we had with client caller was getting people's databases because everyone thought it had to be so perfect. It had to be so, so perfect, and it doesn't. They figured they had to go in and, oh, this person, they make judgment calls on each person if they wanted to get a call, and maybe they shouldn't because they just got a mortgage a year ago, and I haven't talked to this person in seven years, so probably not going to work. I won't give. It's like, no, no. you got to shut your brain off. Put, put the database in the machine and let the machine work is what I would tell people. And the ones that did that could carry on with the rest of their business and the rest of their day and have productive days and focus on the stuff they really like doing. Do you want to sort through all the shit in your database? Do you want to segment it out? Do you even know where to start? No. So you say that's what you're going to do. And then it goes down to, you know, number 15 on the things of do list. And you'd rather, you know, tweak a logo or learn a lender guideline than actually do the stuff that's going to get you business. Okay. And so that's what I see. I've done this in my own business. And I see other people doing it and you get caught up in, in the stuff that doesn't matter too much. You know, how much time did you spend building out your logo? How much time did you spend figuring out the perfect um, email address, the perfect thing to post on social media that you thought was just kind of like quirky or clever or funny or like, and it didn't matter. Like, just put something down there, get it out, spend more intentional energy on you know, 
creating value for people and that stuff. So if you're creating value on social media, different story. But if you're trying to come up with a meme or a GIF or whatever they're called and just to be funny and all, and like that takes you 15 minutes. Well, you know what I've done in 15 minutes? I've, I've sent out my five texts for the day. So I do that every day. And we're, we're closing business from that, from sending five texts a day to our database. So while you're doing that, that's what I'm doing. So what's more productive, right? Um, and I'm not being perfect on anything. There's nothing we're doing where we're being perfect. So with the VIP club, there are a ton of features that we're going to be adding. There is, we're changing up the whole backend. We're creating our own technology. We're built on MailChimp right now. We're getting away from that. We're literally going to be our own CRM company. And it's really cool what we're building. Um, but we're launching this out. It's not going to be perfect. It's going to be better than where we're at now. Um, so if you are a client, like good, really good things are coming along. Um, but we're just launching it. So we spent all yesterday, all today, um, the team, you know, 12 hour days, actually longer than that, 16 hour day yesterday, um, where we're just, we're fixing, we're getting the, the base product up. But, and there's stuff like I'm having battles every hour going, Oh, like, I just want that to be, it's like, Nope, Nope. doesn't matter. And then the team would come in and we're like, Nope, Nope. We got to stay laser focused. Let's do this. Let's do that. And so we do that in our mortgage business as well, because we put ourselves out there and this is the tendency when you put yourself out there, social media, videos, calling people, like how many times have you said, hey, I'm not going to call. I don't know what to say or I got to work on my scripting or oh, they're not going to want to talk to me because it's like Monday and they're probably busy. And then we talk ourselves, oh, it's Friday. No, they're not going to want to talk to me before it's right before the weekend. And and it's like, man, pick up the freaking phone because you're just like you're giving your business excuses for not doing any business. Okay, you are hurting your family. You are taking food off their table because you're talking yourself out of it. I don't know if you're being lazy, you're procrastinating, all of the above, or you're thinking, I just have to be so perfect with everything. And that's something I've struggled with. Okay, so I get it. If that's the mentality, I completely get it. I've been there. You can look in the business I've got. You know, I want to tweak our budgets. I don't think they're perfect, but the clients love them. They don't know any different. Okay, uh, our logo. I want to redo our logo because I just don't like it. And it doesn't matter if the logo changes, uh, then it doesn't move the needle for us. So we're not doing that. That's we're going to do it at some point, but I'm not going to do it. Someone else's, uh, but that's bugging me. Okay. Then you've got a website. We don't have a website. We haven't had a website in years. So I'd like to get a website, but I'm like, oh, I got to get a perfect website and want to look like this and that. It's like, no, no one's ever, nobody's ever said, Hey, I love your website. Can you do my mortgage? <laughs> It doesn't happen. So I've got online reviews. I've got social media. People could source me out. They all come referred anyways. Um, but we're still going to get a website because I think that is pretty crucial. Um, it just hasn't been to my success. I Have I missed out on business for, because I don't have a website? I don't know. Um, I couldn't tell you. So I don't know. So it doesn't bother me. Okay. Um, what other things in my business that, you know, our process, the, the videos we send to our clients, I want to change those. Um, if you can hear, I'm in my, I'm in my truck, there's leaf blowers, guys, you know, people cross the away from me, they get everything done. They get literally like, if there's four leaves on the lawn, these guys, four guys show up with leaf blowers, um, Christmas lights up grass, you know, I'm just jealous. So, um, if you hear that in the background, that's what's going on. It's the leaf blower guys. Um, and so look in your business because I know this is the case referral partners. Uh, I don't want to reach out to them. I haven't reached out to them. 
uh, in like two months, we haven't connected. Ah, they probably forget about me or no, reach out to them, pick the phone up, send them a text, send them a text. It doesn't have to be perfect. Bumble your way through it. Uh, any emails you're responding back to people, you know, are you, do you, that email, do you spend 10 minutes going through that email? It's like, that drives me crazy when I see people doing that. It's like, no, just get it back. Be quick, be efficient. Don't put too much energy into that because if you do, you're just, it's, it's a domino effect. You know, things that you should be spending energy on like prospecting um, and working your database and marketing gets pushed to the back. Okay. So, sorry, this kind of came out more like a rant today. Um, didn't intend to, but I just, I see this all the time with people around me, people on my team, employees of mine, and it's, it's a daily battle for us. Okay. So, uh, please look within your business. I know you know there's stuff in there that you spend too much time on and there's stuff that's like 60% done that you don't want to launch for some reason. Um, get it out there. Last example I'm going to give you because this is a big one. Uh, my database, I hadn't been keeping track of it for years. Started to religiously maybe five years ago. and But I went back to before these previous five years. Even during the five years, there were some people maybe... Um, I had communication, but never even got to an app. I wouldn't do much with them. So I went back and purged all those people. And even the people from before, I went into my email through Gmail, exported everyone I've ever sent an email to. Exported that out, went boom. I went through quickly and removed people that I like just wasn't relevant or whatnot. That took me probably two hours. And from that, we added, I think another five or 600 people to the database. And now, okay. Castle laws, I'm not sure exactly what those are. I don't know. You know, does anyone? People opt in. They opted in before communication with me. I know it's been past the previous time. Now I'm just reaching out going, hey, I'm using the VIP club Do you, and sending you cool value things. If I'm hitting you with spam, I get it. But I'm hitting you with stuff that will literally change your life. Um, showing how to buy an investment property, stuff like that. Um, so I just add them in the database. Did not think about it. There were people in there that I probably should not have been emailing, not from a regulation standpoint, but from a, they're like, who the fuck is this guy standpoint? Like, I don't remember this guy. Who is he? What gives him? I didn't think about it, man. I put it in the machine, let the machine go to work. And guess what? It's spitting out deals from people that I haven't talked to in years, Include one client. He was like my second client nine years ago. Um, and now we're working on a refinance and buying him a rental property. <laughs> from and like literally in there I haven't talked to him in nine years <laughs> and now he's on he's like oh Ryan good to hear from you yeah let's jump on a call I loved your video about RSPs versus uh, uh, investing in real estate it really hit home could we jump on a chat oh okay sure and now we're doing a refund buying a rental so perfect example I did not overthink it so do not overthink it perfection um, just get shit done man okay so there's my rant today I feel like angry now I don't know why. I got to calm down. Okay. And the leaf blowers aren't helping. So I'm going to tap out here. Enjoy your day. Uh, peace out.